Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Dylan Krause. We're here to do Airborne Youth-Led Service Night on a Wednesday. This is amazing. It's like the first time in like 20-something years or whatever. Like, Sam, how long has it been? Too many years. That's all we need to know. It's been too many years. But I heard lots of wild stories. You guys, uh, Chris, who was up there, who wouldn't tell you the stories, I'm going to tell you because I just heard them, and they're amazing. You're, you're so fortunate, and also, at the same time, you're probably having a little bit more of a boring night than what they used to have. Because apparently, when like Mission Impossible first came out in probably like the late 90s or whatever, their offering team was in black ski masks with fake Uzis and on rollerblades, like zooming through the aisles, taking your money. So it's a much different vibe, I guess, this, this youth-led Wednesday. But, you know, I don't know. I guess we've gotten way too tame. We played human bingo. What the heck? <laughs> we have so much to catch up on here. Ah, I don't know. But anyway... So our theme for the month that, like I kind of said at the beginning of worship that we're introducing um, or introduced last Wednesday is the good life. And we're talking about the good life in the sense that living in a culture, living out a lifestyle in a culture of honor is the good life. You know, it's like Charles always quotes that verse. He says that it's the first uh, commandment with a promise, right? That if you would honor the ones that have gone before you, your mother and father, that it would go well with you and you'd have a long life. Okay. So this is what our whole like basis is for this whole month that we are going to live and receive this culture of honor into our hearts so that we can live this good life that God wants us obviously to live. Um, Last week, we, we kicked it off with just covering some of the basics. You know, we talked about what's the simple definition of honor. And uh, out of like Philippians chapter 2, uh, there's this verse, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility value others above yourselves. So it's just simply like, can you treat someone with more respect, more dignity? Can you, treat, can you champion someone else as if they were better than you, you know? And then, like, right into uh, that story of Noah when he was sipping on that wineskin, I guess, a little too hard or whatever you would call it. And he got a little drunk, right? And then his, his own kids walk in the room and they see him and they're going, like, you've got the two opposite ends of the spectrum there. And you've got the one who is, are judging dad and going, like, are you kidding me? What are you doing, you know? And then the other two who are living out honor and they're walking in backwards into that room and they're covering up their father. And something that Larry Randolph says is that sometimes honor is covering someone else's weakness. Okay. And so that's something that we talked about last week. And of course, Jesus has this all down, right? You know, and he lived this out in his life. And a a verse that Brian always like trumpets is Mark chapter 10, verse 45. And he talks about Jesus who came to live his life, not to be served, but to serve. And he came to give his life as a ransom for so many people. And it's like this whole concept that he's, that he's tied up in like, um, emphasized and embodied for us to live this culture of honor, to lay his life down for us, to help us where we were way too weak to help ourselves. You know, we get that out of Ephesians 2, 8, it says like, there was, there's no way you can do this on your own. You cannot do this. You cannot save yourself. You have no hope if it isn't for me. And he came so humbly, he came out of heaven to save us. Okay. But so tonight, like 
just because of the essence of what we're here doing as a whole like family together, uh, we wanted to take the opportunity to really talk about honoring generation to generation. And specifically, I feel like in this season that we're in at Life Center, um, you've heard it probably if you've been here, if you come on Sundays or Wednesdays, I'm sure it's kind of bled through all of the messages. Um, But we really do feel like we're in a season of breakthrough. And even at the beginning of the year, um, when Brian Simmons was here with his wife, it was something that she kind of prayed and prophesied over us as a house. And she released this whole word about breakthrough. And already we've seen it, you know, like I've heard of countless, I mean, as somebody who's, you know, moving and has a home that should either be sold or rented, I've heard countless testimonies of houses that have been on the market for six years plus, and then they're sold in like the matter of days or people that have, have homes and, and they're in a situation that they need to sell their home and it's bam, sold in like just a couple hours. And so there's breakthrough in that kind of a way. I've heard of healings. Um, we had a, a conference firestorm just a couple months ago or less than a couple months ago now. And uh, there was a, a guy who was here who was told he would never walk again and that his, his um, spinal cord was just like paper thin, couldn't move his neck. And just a simple Todd White, you know, prayer, like you're all the ministry team, stand up. If someone has got his hand up, pray for him. And all of a sudden his neck starts going like this. And you're just like, what? This is amazing. And so we really are living in this season of breakthrough. And the other thing that Brian mentioned was that we're in a, se- a season of acceleration. And I totally agree with that. And it's so awesome to think about that picture of just like, you could be going down the hill and laying off the gas. You know, you're like, I'm saving my MPGs, bro. Like, if you're driving a Prius, you're charging your batteries. But like, no, I'm going to stomp on that gas pedal and just go for it because God is in this season where we're going to get as much ground, take as much ground, break through as much as we can. And it's, it's in this uh, opportunity or invitation that I do believe that having a culture and a heart of honor is going to multiply the impact that we're, we're going to see in this season. Okay, are you with me? Can you say multiply the impact? Would that be good? That would be really good, right? Like if we've been invited into something, like I want to have as much of it as we possibly can. Drink the, the bottle or the cup to the bottom and have it to the last drop. Ah, oh, come on. So, if all that is happening, there's a lot of change that's going on, okay? And something that, uh, another thing that Larry Randolph talks about when he talks about honor, he says that if, he says that honor is the bridge to the next season of your, of your destiny. And if you're in a season of change, then look for someone to honor. So, I'd say, like, if you're a part of this house especially, or even if you're feeling, like, the winds of change and you're feeling these invitations of change by the Lord, I would say, I would challenge you even, look for somebody to honor. Honor is going to be the bridge that you have into this next season of your destiny, okay? I want to honor. I want to, I totally want that, that thing. I don't want to get stuck, like, wandering in the desert, right? Like, the Israelites, they like backbited, talked back against God. And they're like, why don't we have this? Why don't we have that? And you can get into that zone and it's just going to cause you to go on a spin cycle. I don't want to be there. That doesn't sound good. I get videos from my brother of his kids in the dryer. And I'm like, seriously, bro, like they're going to die in there. And they're just like, wow, look at me. It's great. No, I don't want no spin cycle. That sounds like death to me. All right. Not going to be good. Okay. Well, One of the amazing things that 
I want to say about this house and like even just to honor um, Life Center, I've only been here, my wife Katie and I met here in 2005 and if it really, if it wasn't for Life Center, we wouldn't be anywhere. Like we uh, worked here, I lived here, we lived here twice, we got married here, we, we met here, uh, the pastors here did our wedding, like literally like everything that's good about my life probably wouldn't have happened unless I came to Life Center. So I just, I love this place with all my heart and I'm so thankful for it. And one of the things that I love about Life Center and I love about this community is that they're people of promise and they're people who believe in promise. And um, promises are so great because it's like you, you get this like warm, fuzzy feeling, right? Like Chris, like, man, I promise if every Wednesday, if you come downstairs, I will have a box of Lucky Charms for you and I will not tell Laura about it. <laughs> Like, that just makes me feel so good, you know? Like, yes, there's something exciting about receiving a promise. And like Abraham in chapter, uh, in Genesis chapter 15, you know, it's like that famous deal where God invites Abraham out under the stars. I'm just going to read it. It's in verse 5. It says that he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you're able, if you're able to number, number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Yeah, and, the, and he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him as righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur to the, of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. So it's like, yes, Abraham's like, sweet, warm fuzzies all over the place. This is awesome. I'm going to be like this multiplied. Everybody's going to know me. People are going to think about me like great, 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 great Papa, Uncle Abraham. He was awesome. And I get all this land too. Are you kidding? This is fantastic. And then Abraham does the next thing. And he says, how do I know that you're going to do this? How do I know that I'm going to inherit it? How do I know that my descendants are going to be so great? And basically what God says is, bring me a sacrifice. Sacrifice, I think, puts action in our trust. You know, it it puts like the rubber, it's like where the rubber meets the road. And it actually adds weight to the thing that you can give away to the next generation. And so this house that we're a part of here at Life Center, where we have so many amazing promises, like you're literally, you are sitting inside of a promise. You and I, we're right now, we're sitting inside of a promise. There's so many, there's more promises yet to be fulfilled Right here underneath this carpet, there are scriptures that are written, and I've seen them because I've crawled all up underneath that stage where there's no carpet, and they go all the way back there running wires for Kurt Newtomaker. And there's just scripture verses. How many of you were here? Anybody here when the scripture verses were written on the, the concrete? So awesome. Thank you. And it's like all of these promises, all of these things, like, and we know just, I just know barely any of them, but like that this would be ground zero for revival. Airborne has some of its own that this would be, Airborne would be something that would blow the lid off of a youth movement in America. What does that look like? 
I believe that we have so many of these great promises because we've had a whole front line of people who have sacrificed so much without reserve. They have sacrificed and sacrificed and God has looked down at this place and he said, this is a place that's worthy of promise. This is somebody who's going to chase after it. This is, some, this is a, a, a body and a host that will, that will actually believe me and they'll pay the price. They'll sacrifice. It starts, of course, with Charles and Anne. You know, in this dream that I mentioned at the beginning of the, the night, I was at Charles and Anne's house, and Josh and I were there cutting down trees with Charles, and we were, like, doing, you know, the normal Pennsylvania-sized trees were fine. But then out of nowhere, like, you look up, and there was this giant sequoia tree. Like, poof. You're like, whoa. I've never seen one. I've never been further west than Chicago. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. And it falls down on its own in the dream. And to me, that represented this huge sacrifice that they left California. They left their home all under, all because of a word. I am, it's you. And if you don't know the story, that was what God spoke to Charles about when he prayed that, that somebody would send a good pastor to this church in Pennsylvania. And God's response was, I am it's you. And so the sacrifice that meets these promises paved the way for us. Um, you know, there's countless other stories, Brian and John, like I, I said last Wednesday to our guys, can you just picture them like hoisting up snowblowers onto the roof so that the roof won't cave in, you know, like we would all get pulled into that. I just want you to know, like, we don't have to do that here. Isn't that great? Like, because you guys would be the first ones we would call. Like, all right, call the airborne students. We need to, like, snow blow the roof off again. This is getting a little hairy. We need to take care of this business. But there's all kinds of stuff. There's, like, I don't know if the stakes are still out there in the property or not. But they got to be, right? They came here in the middle of the night and, like, hoping that nobody spotted them. You know, I don't know if there was bolt cutters involved or not. But maybe there was, you know. Who knows? When you're talking about ski masks and Uzis for offering, nothing is safe. Nothing is sacred, you know? And so they're driving stakes with scriptures of promise into the ground at these four corners when they're stuck in a casket factory, still just believing God for a promise. And they're saying, I'll meet you. I'll meet you in the middle. I'll come all the way if I have to, God. You promised. So we're after you. We're after that promise. Oh, man. The whole board. (laughs) Sorry, this one really wrecks me. When they finally get approved to get the loan for the building or the, to, to get the mortgage for the building, then everybody has to put their name on the dotted line saying, yep, you can have my house if we can't pay the payment. That's crazy, guys. That's crazy obedience. That's crazy faith and amazing sacrifice. And the only reason I bring that up is because if we don't, catch a picture. If as airborne, I'm talking to you right now or anybody under 30 in here, if we don't catch this picture, if we don't get an understanding of what has been given, what has been given up, what has been sacrificed to be where we are, then we're missing something, such a huge gift. And this verse in Proverbs 29, 18, it always gets me. It says that somebody who lacks revelation, they'll cast off restraint. And if we don't get an understanding, if we don't get a picture, if we don't get a revelation of what's been paid for where we're at, 
Airborne, look at me. If we don't get a picture of where we're at and what was paid for us to be here, we'll treat it like it's nothing. We'll throw off the restraint. We'll, We'll just act like it's no big deal. But if we can get an understanding, any of you guys, any of us that are in here that are 30 or under, I'm just treating that as a number. You can put yourself in anywhere on that category you want. If we don't get a picture for it, we're losing a huge gift. But if we can, if we can, recognize the sacrifice it'll cause us to position ourselves to serve it'll cause us to position ourselves with humble hearts to serve okay in that same dream I showed up to it's just so wild this just happened on Monday night or Sunday night into Monday that same dream I I was picking up uh, again with Josh we were picking up Charles for an airport run which sometimes do and uh, I approached the door, and I was worried about him. The, do- the light was flipped on. And I was like, oh, no, he's going to be late. we got to get in there and get his bags and all this stuff. And I approached the door, and I was like, can I get come inside and get your bags, you know? And in the positioning of serving, in the positioning of, this is what it represented in the dream, in the positioning of humility, he jumped out of the front door full of the joy of God and attacked me basically and said, no way you can't get my bags. And he just prayed for the love of God to fill me. And I was like, there lying in the front yard, just like manifesting the joy of God. But it's, it is the, the positioning to serve that I do believe that we come into a place where we're going to be able to receive this great blessing from the generation that's gone before us. Okay. And if we don't get this revelation of what's been paid, we'll cast it off and we'll miss it. We'll miss this great gift. Okay? You with me? Um, Ben, this is something that we want to do tonight, actually. We don't want to just talk about it. We want to be about it. That's a Kevin Oakleyism. wherever he's at. We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. Okay? So Ben's going to come up. We're just going to, we're going to actually... Um, engage in this word tonight. Yeah, this is Sorry. All right, good. Um, yeah, this is such a heart of this house, certainly of us at Airborne, realizing working here for, for a few years and just going like, man, the stories, the stories, the stories. We can't list them all in one night of the things we've seen, these great leaders. And it's not just the pastors here. It's been those that have just been part of this community since 30 years ago or three years ago that have just laid their lives down and, and made that sacrifice to say, I believe in what God's doing in this house. And it's not about a building and it's not about any of that, but it's about a place where God has chosen to inhabit his people and move powerfully and, and watch these promises come to, come to be true. So tonight what we want to do is kind of make a, an active Um, work of this. So what we want to do first is we want to invite any of you in this room who are under that 30-year-old mark who really desire to stand up here tonight, to come up here tonight, and to bless and honor the sacrifice of the generation that's gone before them. Just start coming up here and line up facing out front. Just go wall to wall all the way across. Anyone under 30 that's like, I want to bless the generation that's done this for me, that's sacrificed and paid this price. Come on, right across the front, facing out. Anybody under 30, you don't have to be airborne. 
It's going to be mostly airborne, but come on, our staff will be part of this. And come on, thank you so much. Come on. Wow. (laughs) Spread all the way out, guys. Everybody, it's going to be shoulder to shoulder real tight. Might have to do double rows. This is going to get logistic. All right, start going down the walls. Yep, go down the walls too. This will be really fun. So, um, and the next generation or the next invitation we want to give right now is to those of you sitting in this room who have invested in this house, that are members of this place, that believe in the promises that God has spoken over this house, that would like to come forward tonight and bless this generation with an impartation of what you've already paved the way for. Come on up and line up in front of these young people. If we can have men find guys, women find girls, we want you to just come and stand before them right now. If you're the older generation, you can be here six months, but you said, I'm invested in this place. You can be here three weeks and be like, I believe in this house. Guy, this is anybody who really believes in the promises over this house from the next generation. I know some of us just barely over 30 are going, are we in that group? Oh my gosh. Anyway, but seriously, so come on up, spread out across this thing. And some of the adults might need two students. So be prepared to, you know, level this thing out as best as possible. um, And what we want to do right now first is we want to have the students. I'm just going to say, just, we're going to just bless you. So you guys can just repeat after me and say, thank you. Come on, that was really pathetic. We're going to do this better. We are, we are honoring what's been done. This is the young people speak right to the eyes of the person standing in front of you that's gone before you on this. Okay? The young people are speaking right now. Maybe it wasn't clear. All right? Are you ready? Thank you for believing, for following, for trusting God when it didn't even make sense. There is no way for me to fully know what you've given up. But I honor you. And I, I, sorry, I thank you for all that you've done, for the things you've given up, for the ground you've tilled, the seeds you've sown, that's allowed my generation to stand where we are today. Walking, living, and experiencing the presence of God in this house. Awesome. John Leach, where are you at? Sorry. We're going to have John Leach come up here and share the next part of this because um, he's one of, one, one of these great men that have done this for the generation that's gone before. And uh, we're going to just have him lead us in something right now. Yes. Yes. He's got a vision. He, oh, that's right. Uh, yes. All right, very, my honor to be here. And I quite agree, whether you've been here 30 years or 30 days, we need everybody. So that's really good. So they asked me to share a vision I had a, a long time ago. I've had a couple out-of-body kind of experiences where the vision of, I had, out, I had, a, I had a walking vision or living vision right in front of me. I was able to step in and out of it. So one of them I've shared before, and, and I shared this one years ago. So probably 10 or 12 years ago. So are you guys with me? So here's the vision. We, you know, we're, I'm in a mountaintop area. Pennsylvania is full of these rolling mountains, and it's just covered with trees. But we're on a ridge that goes down and up and down and up. And the existing team, this is probably 10 or 12 years ago, Ann, Charles, Brian, I, our entire team were 
on the front line. And what was amazing is we were fighting almost, it was a spiritual fight, but yet the, the fight was against these principalities and powers. And we were pushing way down in and up into the next ridge. And as we go along, the ground is like, um, it's just fascinating. It's filled with faces. I, I have to get through this because it's still intense. We were just reaching in and grabbing people. And it was, the ground was black and white as we pulled them out. It's like every piece of ground we covered, we just were pulling people out of the ground and they're coming alive and turning to color. It was amazing. It was like, oh, anyway. And we just were fighting for every inch that we were getting down the one into the valley, back up into the ridge again and over the one and down and back up. And, and I remember getting so weary. We were, we were at a stalemate and we were so weary in the fight and, and yet we were still reaching in and course battling swords and fighting but yet reaching in and grabbing handfuls of people and drawing them out as we reached in their hands would clasp ours wrist to wrist and just yank them out of the ground it was amazing oh man so anyway i remember being so tired and we were just at this stalemate and we looked back behind us and the whole your next generation was behind us and you were you were stalled you were almost you weren't in the fight but I remember reaching back in our heart, like wanting you to come and, uh, and wanting you to join us. But you were kind of disoriented. You weren't excited about it. But as we were pushing, we were praying. And I remember several times we looked back. And it's been a while since I've shared this. But I remember looking back and then you were in these, um, this next generation. You were colorful in these rags, but you were just not into it. And you were stalled and we were trying to egg you on to join us. But all of a sudden, in a moment, you turned and you saw... And like you saw your, your, um, <laughs> your hearts like just hearkened, man. I remember you could just see, and as you, as I, as we turned to the fight and we were so pressed, I remember turning back and saw something happen to you. But then as you turned, what happened is your rags, your colorful rags, like turned to this amazing armor and you just, <sighs> man, you just went. This man went right past us in a rush. That was unbelievable strength. Like we just could not get over the strength that you had. Like you just came like a rushing wind, like just right past us. And we were just at the break of this top ridge and you just went way, but just like flooded the enemy and just, they, you routed them as you went ahead of us. It was, I just remember being like so wrecked about it. Definitely a very cool, more relaxed guy. I don't know why it just messes you up, but I just remember it was like it was like the ground was just like ripping people as you went ahead of us, in front of us. People were coming out and turning and joining. It was just amazing. But I remember the feeling that when you your generation, when you turned, it's like you're just your raiment just became like bright armor, and man, the flood and the speed that you had was just beyond our measure. It was just like a, like a life and a breath of fresh air, just rushing. I can just remember seeing like the, the next valley and the next ridge just, whoosh, it was like a, almost like a, a shock wave that went ahead and went way beyond what we could go. So how's that? Um, let's just wrap. I went over this a lot of times and I was very calm when I did, so... <laughs> Before tonight, just thinking about it, but I remember it was 
of course, Samantha, it was your, your generation. And then what I see in front of us tonight is just amazing. And, and I'm like several generations back, but it's the truth. So you have no idea the power you have. All right, so upper generation, older generation, lay your hands on them and let's just let's just just wait on the Lord as you do. Let's just wait on God. So. Just let the power of God just come through you. For this generation, all that we have. We believe in the transfer of power and depth, breadth, height, and length. Depth breadth, height, and length. The root of the kingdom from generation to generation. The breadth of love to enable to love thousands, all different kinds. The height, the the power of God behind you and before you and beside you. And the length, the endurance to run and not grow weary, to walk and not faint. We pray for this impartation in your lives. Your souls will awaken to the kingdom in a very real and powerful, undeniable and permanent way that God will wake you in the night, in the morning. In the midst of temptation, he will strengthen you. In the midst of victory, he will humble you and stay close to you. In conflict, he will be the clear voice that you hear. The grace, the enabling power of God will be your highway. Love, genuine love will surround you and fill you and anchor your hearts. All that this house has, sanctuary, freedom, truth, may be yours. We commission you to build the kingdom in any way your heart desires as it's tied in with the ancient value system of righteousness, life, freedom, truth. Build as you would build. Build it bigger and better. Conquer your own hearts and your own lives and then don't waste a bit of it and helping to conquer others with the power of God. We release you and bless you. Come on. Be who God has created you to be in every facet inside the church and out, but always, always in the family, in the kingdom of God. So let it be. Amen. Continue to pray. Yeah, we just invite you adults to continue to pray. And if some of the adults can work their way down around this wall over here, we got a few students that are, that don't have an adult in front of them at the moment. So if you can make a rotation down and just cover every one of them. I just want to give this moment some time. We're not in a hurry here. So...
And we still need a number of adults on this side over here. If you can make your way over and make sure everybody gets hands laid on them. Something we value and a whole lot in Airborne. We are always, every week we got, we're laying hands on these students, believing for the promises over their lives, the destinies that, that are yet undiscovered and those that they're walking into. Thank you, Father. As we continue to pray, I know we have a handful of our students have been getting words of knowledge throughout the service that they've been kind of running through our leaders. So I'd love to have some of those that have checked with Amelia come on up here and we're just going to, we're going to just release those words of knowledge. And if you like, if that's you, if something connects to who you are and what, where you're, you know, something going on with you, just reach out and grab that. We don't want you to come and ransack these kids because they're minors. All right. So be respectful of that, but reach out and grab that promise because it's God who heals. It's God who does these things. Um, but we do, we want you in faith to reach out and grab these things if they do, if they apply to you right here. So we're going to try to motor through a handful of them pretty quick. Come here, Justice. Yeah. Um, so just during worship, uh, God just showed me this picture of a heart and I was like, okay, do you want me to pray for a heart? Like, you know, and then he was like, no, no, no what's on your heart? And I was like, oh, okay. So um, what's been on my heart lately is just blind children and um, just disabled children. So if you have any family members or anything, I really just want to pray for you and encourage you. And yeah. Okay. Um, So God, I just, I thank you so much for all of your children, God. I thank you that they're all unique and all beautiful, God. Oh, thank you for the, um, just the passion that you put in my heart for them, God. And I just ask that you just, um, that your wave of love will just come and brush through them, God, that, um, your love will be made more known to them, God, and that they'll be able to just connect with you in a way that has been, um, that is, that's, they've never connected with you in a way before, God. So just thank you. Thank you. Amen. Awesome. Come on. Got another one? Jillian, where'd you go? Um, we had a couple words. Um, I'm going to let Jillian share hers, and then I have a couple students um, who are who are going to pray for that area. Um, if you want specific prayer for that. Okay. Um, so today I decided to climb a tree, um, and while I was up there, <laughs> I was looking around and I was. Um, I just got reminded during worship um, about everything around me and how the season is changing and how the trees are blooming and how the flowers are coming around and how the grass is getting greener and the weather is getting, um, I don't know, sunnier, warmer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
So I was I got another image of winter and how it was like dreary and dark and kind of depressing and I then got reminded of um the season and depression and I wanted to pray for um I felt a lot of um um I don't know overwhelming yeah people yeah people struggling with depression and anxiety and um Needing, needing to go into a new season. So I want to pray for that. If anyone's struggling like with depression or anxiety or stress, and I just wanted to say, um, yeah, okay. Um, so thank you, God. <laughs> um, um, I pray for healing over everyone struggling with depression, stress, anxiety and to let them know that it's not the end and that there is a new beginning and there is a new start and there's another road that you're going to go down and that you're going to be healed and he's walking with you he's he's never going to stop walking with you he's always with you so i pray for healing over anyone who's struggling with that um there's a new season and you're heading towards it when the the flowers are blooming and it's you're starting new so yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, during worship and during the last song, I felt like there were people in this room um, to go along with what Jillian was saying, um, who are really struggling with depression and even um, thoughts of suicide. And I felt like during the last song, God just wanted you to know that he knows you and he sees you. Um, and Yafet here also um, had a word um, about a broken heart with band-aids over it um, and about how God wanted to heal broken hearts, which also is sort of that same vein. Um, and Serena's picture that she got also goes along with that. Um, and so if you need prayer for that, if you guys just raise your hands and go stand over there, like over by that chair, right? That, that row, if you guys need prayer for that, you can come see them and they'll be happy to pray for you. Um, and then, um, one last word we had was, um, that, uh, Haley here saw, um, a lot of microphones, but felt like God was saying, um, that you don't need a micro. There's some of you in the room that don't need a microphone to be heard and that your voice matters. Um, and that um, you should just speak. So, there you go. Yeah, we're going to do a few more of these, but if you have children, we need you to go get them from the nursery. You can come back and get prayer if you need that, but we're going to officially end the night here, officially, but we invite you to stay for prayer. We'll have a few more of these words that come up, and thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you here tonight. Appreciate it so much. If you need prayer for anything at all, come on up. You can grab our students. And, you know, again, we ask men to find our guy students and women to find the girls. Keep that appropriate in every way. But please continue to come for prayer as you need to. We have a few more words we're going to share here. So, um, Well, during worship, um, I started feeling pain on my left side of my neck. Um, so if anyone has neck, anything from the upper back, pain, from either whiplash or an accident. Um, so, Father God, we just pray for a release of pain, God. Jesus, come. Come and heal our neck pain, Father God. Heal stiffness, God. And I just pray for more mobility. Whether you were limited to range of motion, God, I just pray that you release in the name of Jesus, God. We're praying for healing in the name of Jesus. And Caritza will be up here as front as well. If you wanted to pray for you individually, that'd be great. So 
and we'll have some of our youth staff around if if you're a man and you'd like for Caritza to pray for you, we'll have one of our male leaders be there as well to join her. So do we have others? Really? Come on up. Okay, so I just got a word that I feel like this is a season of giving back into love and reclaiming what is yours and the love that God has sat out in front of you. And I feel like it's just like you're running the race and it's time for you to go get the prize. So God, I thank you for all the people here. I thank you for the strong people that you have created, that you have built into your kingdom, that this is a season of giving back into love, giving back into what we you have called us to do. You created more people, so God, that we could love on one another. That's our purpose, God, to be with you, to understand your love and to understand the love that you give to other people so that we may give God. And I just want to thank you right now for being here for us and knowing that everything that we (laughs) sow will be reaped in the end, God, that we are able to reclaim what was once ours, reclaim the victory that you won for us, God, and get back the love that we, that you have shown us the love that we deserve. So I pray that you would encourage every single one of us in this room to give back into love and regret and give back into love and not go back to the lies that the devil has set before us and that we will be able to do that in your kingdom. So, amen. So I saw like an arm basically. And you know, whenever you go to like a blood donor, probably like a hospital and they draw blood out of you. And like how, if you get like too much blood drawn out of you, you could probably feel sick or just tired or drowsy a bit. And I feel as like I saw like a blood donor almost and like you're donating blood, but you're donating too much blood to the point where you're becoming weary and you're becoming tired and it's just too much, but you continue giving. And I feel as though God is just telling you, you know, if this is you, that it's time to stop giving so much of yourself and, to, and it's time to start receiving, receiving that energy and receiving love and, you know, everything that you've given, everything that you've done for people, it will come back to you. So I just want to pray that whoever is going through anything or whoever just needs a blessing from God, I pray that those blessings will rain down from heaven above onto you and onto your family. And I also pray that, you know, whatever you're going through, that you also take it to God, too, because, you know, he's the only one who can really fix this. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. feel like God is really extending his love and his grace specifically out to those that are currently a product or are currently living in a broken family. And he wants to let you know that you are no longer broken, but you are whole in him and that you do not have to identify with anything other than the love of God and the love of Christ that you have been given through this family, through life center, through the, through the death that he gave you. So Jesus, just thank you for the blood that you shed that say you could make us whole. 
that all of us are here for the same reason. We're here for you, and for that we are a family. That you would extend your love so that we could love one another as a family should. That we are not a product of our past, but you have given us life so that we would have a whole future. You love us so much, Lord, that we cannot even begin to comprehend how much it truly is. Thank you for this family. Thank you for your love, Jesus. Amen. Once again, I just want to say a blessing as we send you out tonight. Thank you so much once again. And feel free to just tell these kids how great they are and the promise they are to this generation and this world. So, God, we thank you for this night. We thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for the way that your spirit is moving in each life here tonight. We just pray for a continued acceleration in this generation. God, we thank you for those that have gone before, God, that we would never forget. But we would always honor God and always look and see what has been done so we would never treat with contempt, God, what has been laid before us, the, the, the ceiling that we now walk on, God, and the blessings we're now experiencing, God, we thank you for all that poured that, that all that was poured out for that, Father, we thank you. Bless everyone here tonight as they go. May they be a blessing in the world they are, God, in every transition, God, may we find that person to honor, God. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for all that you've done. In your name we pray. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you so much. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.